Hello everybody, how you guys doing? Welcome to the newest edition of the All Sports Podcast. I am your host, JR. You guys can usually call me Juan, Junior, whatever works. Uh, we have a lot to get into today, so let's just dive right into it and let's see how it goes today. So let's start off with some NHL action. Uh, quite a few interesting games today. We had the Flyers taking on the Ping or the Bruins today. Bruins ended up taking it 5-4 in a shootout. Very close matchup. It's exactly what you would think whenever these two teams get together. It's a pride thing with these two teams. So for them to go in a shootout, I wouldn't expect anything less. Great game. The next one is not so much. Devils taking on the Islanders. The Islanders win 4-1. It's just a classic case of the Islanders look good and the Devils look bad. Um, Anders are actually a surprising team this year. They're surprising a lot of people. The Devils, they're just still trying to figure it out with the right pieces, with the right mind and attitude and everything. It's not to say that they can't turn it around, but it's been quite a minute before the uh, Devils have made some noise recently. So it's probably going to take a little bit longer, but we'll see how it goes. The Islanders just get the better of them tonight, 4-1. to Next up, we got the Lightning taking on the Blue Jackets. The Lightning in championship fashion. Win it in overtime, 3-2. Great game overall. The Blue Jackets really pushing Tampa Bay to the limits for the defending uh, champs. You know, they took it to them to the edge. It just wasn't enough. Uh, I don't know, guys. The Lightning, for being one of the favorites in the NHL, it's, it's not looking too pretty out there. A lot of close calls when some of the rest of the competition they have to worry about is kind of... Blowing them out of the water. But it is early in the season. So no big deal. But if this is a continuing factor, it's going to be a very hard... uh, It's going to be very hard for us to really consider Tampa Bay repeating as champions. Next up, we have the Jets taking on the Senators. Jets smashing the Senators 4-1. to Not even close. It's not even worth talking about it. The Jets just look better than the Senators today. Uh, same thing with the next one. The Canadians take on the took on the Canucks today. Canadians win seven to three. No contest. The Canucks are just the Canucks, and Montreal's just they just had a good. I don't know what they put in their Gatorade today or their water today, but they should probably do it for the rest of the season. Uh, seven goals in a game is a very good uh, feat. But if you're the Canucks, you have to really start wondering. Here we go again. All the promise in the world, and we're falling short again. So, something's going to have to change with that Vancouver franchise. And lastly, we had a Stanley Cup favorite, the Colorado Avalanche, surrendering a defeat today to the Kings. The Kings picking up their first win of the season. Kings winning 4-2. to two. They pick up their first win of the season. Uh, just an off night for Colorado. They are one of the favorites to come out of the West. But right now, uh, just from what I've seen these uh, first week of hockey, I think it's safe to say that if there's any team that's going to really come out of the West, it's going to be Las Vegas. Those Las Vegas Golden Knights are just way too good. They They just play with the purpose. I think they're just getting tired of the mantra of... They're talented, but not talented enough to win the big one. I think it is their 
mission this year to move to win to finally win a Stanley Cup while they're so talented and still young and to do it right now before you know eventually what happens to every franchise a rebuild and the thing about rebuilds it's you never know how long it's going to take and the problem is when you're good you never know how long you're going to be good for so I think uh, Las Vegas just wants to get one before their time is up together so uh, other than that the Kings win four to two Really handed it to Avalanche tonight. Just an off night for Colorado. But kudos to the Kings for picking up their first win. A significant win over a Stanley Cup favorite. That is always a good uh, good thing. So uh, moving on, we got some NBA action. Just a few games tonight. So we got the Knicks taking on the Warriors. Visiting San Francisco. Uh, the Knicks win 119-104. Uh, guys, the Knicks look really good. They do not look like a joke anymore. They don't look like a punchline to the NBA. They are actually playing pretty decent. And I think it's a credit to whatever the coaching staff is implementing and the players are buying in. It is a young team, but they are buying into the system. And that's what you always want with young teams, to believe in the coaching staff and to believe in the system that they're trying to run. So kudos to the Knicks for beating the Warriors. Next up, we got the Utah Jazz, who uh, under Donovan Mitchell just uh, beat uh, Zion and the Pelicans today. Both the players did really good. Donovan just did a little bit more tonight to uh, elevate their team. Uh, look, New Orleans is a few pieces away. I know they got Zion number one. You know, he was the main attraction, but there's still a couple pieces away. You're missing Drew. You're missing. Um, Brandon Ingram's there. You're missing a lot of key pieces still. So I think it's going to be a minute before the Pelicans actually start competing here soon. They have to keep building around Zion. Zion is the future. It's just you have to build around that future. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram is a good start. They just need a little bit more. Lonzo's not cutting it. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes in that uh, aspect of it. So... Next up, we got the Lakers taking on the Bucks. The Lakers are starting a seven-game road series. They're going to play seven games on the road, getting one out of the way tonight. They take on the two-time MVP Giannis. The Lakers ended up winning 113-106, which moves them to an NBA best. 8-0 on the road. Uh, LeBron having a season-high 34 points today. Um, look, the Lakers are just the Lakers. I know they had a rough one on Monday, giving up 19 points. But the problem is the Lakers are just the Lakers. They're just too good. It's kind of weird because when I look at this year's Lakers team compared to last year's, I would say that last year's Lakers team was better because of depth. Uh, this year, they're just killing it. They're knocking it out of the park. It's going to be very hard. For somebody to take down the Lakers. Maybe the Nets can do it. Maybe somebody from the West can surprise them. But right now. Uh, Anthony Davis still needs to be aggressive. I think that's the only thing. That's you know that the rest of the West. Should be grateful for. Is that Anthony Davis doesn't want to get aggressive. So Because if he did. Then it's like oh it's over. The Lakers are coming out of the West. Because it's Anthony Davis. So other than that. I do not see why the Lakers can't repeat as champions i know the nets they look shiny they have the 
three toys now together with Harden, KD, and um, Kyrie Irving. The problem is, as I mentioned yesterday for the Nets, a, no defense and a lot of isolation. Yeah, they can score, but unfortunately their opponents can score just as much. And it's been proven already that... You know, listening to first take today, you know, Shaq was saying that defense is overrated. Well, that may be your case if, you know, you're a, kind of a, you know, bad defender. Then, yeah, defense is overrated, but you need some defense. You know, that's the only weakness I see in the Nets. With the Bucks, it's really still chemistry. It's a chemistry thing for me. For Boston, it's always they fall short. For the Lakers right now, they are the defending champs for a reason. doesn't mean that they can't be taken down. It's just going to be, you have to, there has to be a team out there in the West that has to show enough to where you can convince the rest of the NBA that you can take down the Lakers. Right now, um, I don't think the Clippers will put up a good fight. I will still take the, last year I took the Clippers over the Lakers if they were to meet in the Western Conference Finals because of depth. This year... I would take the Lakers over the Clippers because they just have the better starting five than the the Clippers do. I, it sucks because the the break for the Clippers, the window it seemed it was last year and this year it just with everything hanging in the balance that you have to it has to be championship or bust or then it's all right. Well, I'm not winning here, so see you later. A bunch of players can bounce so. I don't know. If I'm the NBA, I would try to figure out every way to stop the Lakers for repeating again. So we'll see how that goes. And lastly, let's move on to some NFL news. Um, we had a couple hires today. Let's start with the Eagles. They hired Nick Sarani, the Colts offensive coordinator. Now, I think this is a good hire. I, I really... I really think it's a good one. Here's why. Uh, Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator for Doug Peterson up in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. Then Frank Wright became the head coach of the Colts. And the rest is history. So I think there's something with Frank Wright where he is play calling and his teaching and his coaching ability is giving opportunities to guys under him. Now let's see how this goes. This is going to be his first guy given the opportunity to be a head coach. It's kind of funny when you put it like that because he was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, leaves to the Colts, and now his offensive coordinator is going to be the head coach for the Eagles. But overall, I think what he did to the Colts was amazing. From Jonathan Taylor to rejuvenating that offensive line and to rejuvenating Phillip Rivers. I think he did a well enough job to deserve at least a spot. And I know what you're thinking, and we're going to get to that right now. Just give me a minute. This guy deserves a shot. Why not? The movement is get a young guy. And you can't get any younger than this, so why not go for it? Uh, the next one, however, <laughs> Detroit. Uh, <laughs> they hired Dan Campbell. He was the uh, assistant head coach, tight ends coach for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they just got eliminated this past Sunday, so he was uh, able to secure a job in Detroit. Now, uh, I'm not laughing because of the hire. I'm laughing at um, how he presented himself. 
If you have not seen the clip of Dan Campbell and his uh, introductory press, I recommend, after you're done listening to the show, go on YouTube and see Dan Campbell press conference. That was one of the best best press conferences I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) He... uh, He's got an interesting game plan, I would say. Uh, he was talking about, well, if you knock us down, we'll get back up. But as on our way up, we'll bite a kneecap and we'll take a kneecap. I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, he uh, it sounds like he was explaining cannibalism. <laughs> so uh, for you guys that got Detroit next year, I would suggest wearing extra padding on the knees, shin guards, uh extra paddings on everything i would try to see if you could double up on the shoulder pads you know maybe make them a little bit bulkier so that way they don't get through because uh i don't know dank i think uh detroit's answer is well if we can't beat them eat them because he's talking about (coughs) excuse me taking chunks out of your kneecap out of your body and it's kind of gruesome in a way because it's like well one he's explaining cannibalism and two you don't you don't we don't do that in football <laughs> it's uh i don't think you can bite another man in football it's just i i get what he was trying to do he was trying to be different and he you know he didn't want to answer the traditional we're gonna work hard and we're gonna turn this thing around yeah i get it but i think sometimes you somebody should have read what he was going to say or at least talk to him what he was going to talk about and then maybe kind of help him work it out there you know if you're the pr guy you probably should have uh you know the pr personnel whatever you whoever it was maybe should have talked it over with uh, dan and say hey uh maybe we can skip this whole cannibalism speech and just stick with the classic you know we're gonna turn this thing around like look i have no problem with it because i love hearing new things that was that's the one that totally caught me off guard but uh yeah (laughs) i loved it i loved uh, watching that press conference i thought that was entertaining and i wish him the best and i think uh, detroit did the right hire i think uh you know they haven't really been as successful as they wanted to with matthew stafford since drafting them so i say why not go in a different direction you know, you've already tried old, boring coaches, so let's get this guy in who, uh, if you knock him down, he's going to bite your kneecap. Knock him down again, he's going to bite your other kneecap. Knock him down a third time, he's going to punch you, kick you in the teeth. Uh, knock him down again the fourth time. Uh, something's wrong because there's no way a man with miss- two missing kneecaps and missing teeth should be able to, you know, knock you down a fourth time, then we have a problem. So, uh, good luck to Dan, good luck to Nick. Uh, there's only one job available, and that's the Houston Texans. Look, let, let's be serious. We I know we don't like to be serious around here, but let's just be serious for, let's just be serious for a few minutes. If you're an offensive coordinator, you're a defensive coordinator, you're a head coach that just got let go. And you're hearing all these reports, you're hearing all these rumors, you're hearing all these, what's going on behind the scenes, because it's being leaked out. There's no secret to it anymore. It's all being leaked out. Would you want to take the job? Would you want that job? 
you have a quarterback that's disgruntled. You have ownership and general manager and staff at the top that don't give a damn. You've got reports about your general manager that are coming out where it's all negative. You got players that are disgruntled. You have no cap. You have no draft capital. There's no future in Houston. Why would you take that job? Why would you do it? I get it. There's only 32 head coaches in the NFL. Hey, that's all fine and dandy. But don't you think you want to, if you're going to take on a tough job as it is, let's put it like this. It's already tough being a new head coach when you do have draft capital and you have cap space. It's already hard. Now, I can't imagine how much harder it must be when you have none of those things. Because Houston's not going to pick until the third round. They're not going to pick until round three in this year's upcoming draft. They have no room to release players or trade players because it'll go against the books. So why would anybody want that job? Why? Maybe we're looking at it from a bad point of view. Maybe Bill O'Brien was the man for the job because he was already in that boat to handle that wave. If you're a head coach or if you're an offensive coordinator looking at the outside in, do you want that job? They traded your star wide receiver for peanuts. You have a quarterback that's disgruntled after signing a contract. He's one of the best quarterbacks, and that was behind a terrible offensive line. You have no run game, your defense is old. You have nothing to show for it. And you're the bottom of the barrel in your division. Your first rounder is going to Miami. Who finished 10-6 and and they get the number 3 overall pick. Because you wanted to trade away players. All I'm saying is. If you're on the outside looking in. Why would you want this job? To prove a point that maybe you can turn it around? How are you going to turn that around if the last one, the last go-around, the general manager and the head coach were same hand, same pot? Do you even trust ownership? Do you even trust the staff? Do you trust management? Do you trust... It's a lot of trust issues in Houston right now. That there is a reason why it is vacant. Three days. Three days before the AFC and NFC Championship. If any, if it was any other year, these guys would have already had a head coach because they got to get ready for the Senior Bowl. They got to get ready for the Combine. There's a reason why there's nobody that wants that position. It's trust issues. Trust issues all the way around. Somebody's going to have to take this job. Somebody's going to have to do it from within or they find their own guy. The only thing I would say that this whoever this person does get hired to be the head coach of the Texans, I hope they get a 10-year contract like they did with John Gruden. Just like how the Raiders did with John Gruden, the Texans need to give this guy 10 years 
because all that damage that Bill O'Brien did, all that damage that the owners te- ownership of the Texans did and the general manager did and it is doing today, if they expect a turnaround in two years, you could scratch that. And then you'll be looking for a head coach every two, three years. They need to give this guy or this woman, whoever they decide to hire, a leash, a very long leash. And I'm talking John Gruden, where it's like, all right, your first year, we're going to cut it. We're just looking for draft position. Second year, we're going to spend, have another draft. Your third year, one more good draft. Get some players in here. I say by the fifth year, that's when you can really start evaluating his head coaching skills, their head coaching skills, their player development, because two years is not enough. Three years won't be enough. Whoever they hire, they need to give this guy, they need to give this person all the leeway in the world because they are inheriting a very undesirable situation. One, whoever this person is, Ownership should be thanking them by rewarding them with a 10-year contract, giving them all the time in the world to where you cannot start judging them until their fourth, fifth season. There's no way you can do it. So other than that, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know there's 24 hours in a day. So the fact that you guys listen to my show for 30 minutes of your time, I always appreciate that. Uh, Just a couple nuggets here before we do go. Number one, we do now have an Instagram page for the All Sports Podcast. So once you're done listening to me, go to Instagram. Hit All Sports Podcast. It will take you there. Follow the page because the more people we get to follow, share it with your family, share it with your friends. The more people we get to follow, the bigger stuff we get to do with the show. And I'm sure... We all want to grow together. I want to grow with you guys, you know, because this is our show. And I want to do everything in my power to make this show as good as any other podcast out there. As good as anything, and we get to have fun with the show. That's number one. Number two, knowing that the AFC and NFC Championship games are this week, I'm going to start posting up a little post of the draft. If you know me. From last year's, I did the uh, whole 1 through 32 selection of the NFL draft. I'm going to be doing that again this year. And I would love people to volunteer. I always love hearing people because I'm a fan from the outside looking in. I I always love hearing it from the fans' perspective because they're the ones that are fans. They know more than we know outside looking in. And I would love... To have people volunteer for that. I would love people to come join me on that journey. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be posting it really soon. And lastly, number three, uh, share this podcast as well. Because as I mentioned, share with your family, friends, loved ones. Because the more we do, the more people we get to join, the more people we get to, you know, hop on board. The more stuff we get to do down the road. And I'm sure that's everybody. Everybody would love to hear that. Because I want to do some cool things. And I'm sure you guys want to hear some cool things. From guest to just anything. You know, share, like, 
Subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Tell them to subscribe. Because we're all in this together. So, until then, tomorrow we are going to do the championship prediction show for the AFC-NFC. That is the episode all day tomorrow. So, have your predictors ready. I am going to be on YouTube. I'm going to be here doing this. So, until then, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a wonderful night. And we are out of here.